0: And welcome back. We're going to head into a nice weekend here. We're here at uh, What the Frack, and our market update segment is. I don't know about that, and we want to get you the latest that we're thinking about anyway as you head into your into your weekend on your drive home. I've got Mr. Jesse Dickens here with me today. How are you doing, Jesse?
1: I'm well, Johnson. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Johnson
0: Sutherland, and we're here at BLPS HQ. And keeping a tab on what's going on in our OCTG world, we got, uh, as always, Jesse. There's a lot of uh, factors out there. I don't know if I've had a, seen a market with more uh, factors out there that are that we all have to watch at the same time.
1: Yes, Johnson. It's uh, <laughs> with the geopolitical climate around the world. Uh, Cost money has gone up, continues to go up. There, there's a lot of factors that we're, we're tracking now that we haven't tracked in the past for sure.
0: Nice little bump on oil prices. Uh, we're now, um, you know, basically three weeks. We've been, you know, uh, hugging that $70 a barrel uh, WTI number. Got a little bump. We had some geopolitical activity, Libya, et cetera. Um, of course the OPEC uh, cut still having an effect on that, but we've been, um, you know, in the 75, 76 uh, range there. Brent, Touching eighty and, uh, and going there, so that's that's interesting news. Um, what do you make of that, Jesse? As as we go forward, just a little short term volatility. How do how do we uh, how do we think about it for the rest of the year?
1: I, I think short term, Johnson. Uh, <laughs> I mean, natural gas is at two seventy five, yeah. um, which which is a good thing. I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I'll be quite honest. Uh, I think it's a short term bump. I think there are so many factors uh, that are out of our control here in the States, actually, that are driving the cost. OPEC with the cut, obviously, helps. So uh, hopefully that short-term turns into the rest of the summer. That's
0: right. It's it's hard to say which way it's going to break. I mean, you know, globally, uh, I think everyone's still talking about the big R word, the recession, and, um, and it's affecting um, other countries outside the U.S., of course, too. China, really slow to come out of the gate on a recovery. Um, And it really OPEC is is uh, from our view is is I think a consensus view is trying to establish the floor and and uh, maybe anticipating that weakness on the demand side. So it's um, it's going to be interesting to watch there on the flip side of that coin. We do have the STR in the United States that's being talked about a lot at its lowest level on record. Um, and, you know, we have um, our policymakers really petitioning um, that it's a, a strategic con- concern, like a liability. Um, this is the month that uh, we're going to see a reversal of, you know, barrels coming out of the uh, strategic oil reserve into the market. So, you know, helping the supply side and having that cease. And then, if the administration and uh, if it moves as they're expecting to start refilling it, could take decades, as we, we have Bloomberg reporting. But if it does flip to uh, a demand side, uh, that will be interesting to watch on how, how that uh, affects WTI going forward.
1: Well, absolutely, the SDR and, and Russia. Quite honestly, those, those are the two things I continue to watch. Uh, cause those two things can move the needle on the price of crude and as, as we get close to the to, to the fall months you know natural gas typically bounces bounces up so there are, there are reasons to be optimistic but um, yeah, no one knows what russia is going to do and our administration uh, ho- hopefully they they do what they say and they they, re- they refill it
0: yeah, I'm holding my breath, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that uh, we're watching on the macro, and that and how does it affect our OCTG world? Of course, is is where we're we're coming into it. We got to talk about rig count a little bit. Still, uh, still draining some rigs, right? Uh, gradual decline. Still, we dive a, uh, a layer deeper and we start talking about you know oil and, and gas. You know, just looking at it year over year, where we're sitting right now on gas, we're down 13 per- percent. On rig count, uh, oil were down 10%. Um, and then you you take a look into the regions and where this is happening. Really, the, the you know um, more expensive region uh, like the Woodford um, uh, are being affected most by uh, you know percentage change in rig count. You know Barnett shale, of course, um, but those weren't a lot of rigs. You know you're seeing you know the main basins where drilling activity is, is happening. Really, the Haynesville is getting hit hardest. Um, you know, 33% down. Uh, granite Wash down 40 year over year. Um, but Again, we look at the you know uh, some signs of life here. Will uh, Utica is still holding very strong with even a, a small um, gain? Uh, but then Permian, our biggest uh, you know rig count region, of course, uh, holding up. You know, we're seeing some. You know, in fact, this past week, five rigs down. Right. So this is uh, starting to, starting to show up in even in the Permian. We're down three, almost four percent year over year now. Still holding up well, but we'll, again, watching it carefully as we, um, you know, close this uh, second, get into the second half of the year.
1: Very predictable uh, as far as the areas that are they're you know losing the rigs uh, the quickest. So that's that's not a surprise where where the rigs are were moving. You know, on the opposite side, you, you kind of look at the uh, the cost that our customers are, you, you know, as far as a casing goes, as far as rigs go, as far as uh, frack. All of that's coming down. So that's got to be positive, right for, the, right, for the rig count moving forward. Uh, the cost of money continues, and if they can get money from pri- private equity groups, uh, those are the two concerns, right? They kind of push-pull, right? The, that's the, right. The costs are coming down, but then the cost of money is going up so at a pretty quick rate so uh, that's going to be interesting to watch
0: that's right so we're jumping into you know how is it affecting octg you're right we've seen uh, pretty significant reductions from the peak on octg pricing it's corrected just like as you mentioned sand and all all of the factors that are you know rig rate even from what we're hearing out there uh, have all started corrections octg may be uh, a little um you know, delayed in in starting that correction, but certainly has uh, occurred. Um, We look at things like hot roll coil, some of the, the, um, you know, base uh, entrance into OCTG, especially on the ERW side. Looks like we're establishing a floor there. We're coming down off of a, you know, 1170 range. You know, we're sitting now uh, just below 900 in the 890 and it's leveling. So we'll see how that um, uh, maybe helps establish a floor in OCTG pricing. But then, uh, really, we're talking about supply. And we've gotten, as we've, um, you know, rig count is, is slowly declining. Um, there's been an overhang in inventory. We've talked about it uh, several times. Um, we're in the process as an industry of um, absorbing that excess inventory and, and moving back into a, you um, uh, know, position where order, middle order books, you know, gain some uh, momentum. I'm still working through that, right? I think, um, you know, we've seen finally a a correction in in imports now down to the 200,000 ton per month range. Um, And, but we haven't seen major uh, announcements from the, uh, sorry, from the OCTG domestic manufacturers on, on capacity changes. It's been, you know around the margin so to speak everyone trying to hold on to the the people that were really hard to to hire in the first place so there's still a, a you know maybe a weakness on the order book let's say um as we see this inventory correction process work itself through the market but uh not ready to call into that yet what about you jesse
1: no you're, you're exactly right unfortunately for for the mills uh we're, we're you know late july now we're, we're probably two months away before we start to get back on a normal cadence, based on the projections that we that we see now from the importers, uh, based on the rig count, so yeah, I'd, I'd say two more months. Given if everything stays static, that's kind of what we're looking at.
0: Yep, that's right. And you know, just um, maybe one one bit of news. We do see a trend. You know, the um, um, in the OCTG market there has been uh, trade action that's occurred over um, you know, the last few years, certainly going back to the Trump administration and Section 232, we'd include that in, in, in the mix. Um, so you've got uh, now a reaction, I think, from some of the, the main importing countries that, are, um, that have been um, affected by some of those actions that are, are establishing uh, manufacturing facilities here in the United States. Just something that uh, was uh, known, but uh, we did see some press releases this week uh, from Hugh Steel and from uh, their equipment supplier coming out that, uh, you know, they are moving forward with, the, with establishing uh, manufacturing here in the United States. So that's, that's interesting to watch in how the shift of maybe imports uh, will occur as uh, some of those players set up uh, in the United States here.
1: And that's been a trend now for, what, five, six, seven years that we've seen more and more of the importers set up shop here in the States. Mm-hmm. So that's very, very encouraging. Right.
0: And that's it, guys. I think we wanted to be brief today, touch the you know the highlights. We're always um, you know looking at several different factors. This is what we're thinking about this week. Uh, we're gonna keep you updated. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.